smack talking in there too. They don't always catch it on the yeah. court, but they catch it in your stream. That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> they definitely came to me and was like, yo, AP, I game as well. And I was like, what? You do? <laughs> Let's play. Yeah, I saw okay. him again. He came to the court and he was like, man. I didn't know you had game like that. I'm what? sorry. I ain't know. You yeah. should have told her. I'm Ariel Flowers. I'm a WNBA <laughs> champion. What you mean? The ones that who can grow from being uncomfortable, that's who, that's who you want to be around because you're going to be better. Hey everyone, this is Aaron Ashley Simon. I'm a broadcaster, entrepreneur, and cultural disruptor who's redefining what it means to be a creator. Welcome to Real Gems. Today's guest has broken multiple records at Michigan State in basketball. She is a co-owner of the global esports organization called Team Liquid, has earned all rookie honors in the WNBA, and lastly, she is also a champion, winning the 2019 WNBA championship with the Washington Mystics, Please welcome Ariel Powers. Great to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Me too. I'm glad to have you here. Okay, let's talk hoops. Now, okay, not specifics because okay. I don't. I don't know. I know a little bit about basketball. Okay. Not a whole lot. Soccer's my sport. You already know that. Right. But uh, I want to start off by asking, like, how did you how did you find your way into basketball? First, it was actually boxing, believe it or not. And then boxing. Yeah, I started with boxing first. Okay. But then when I picked up a basketball, it was over. Like mm. I fell in love with basketball. I don't know why. It was just like everywhere I went, okay. I brought my shoes and my basketball with me, no matter what. I mean, you tall too, so <laughs> I would hope that you know. <laughs> I would hope you play basketball. <laughs> I wasn't always this tall. Okay. But when when my dad put the ball in my hand, mm. I think it was just like I fell in love with it. Everything about it. Yeah. yeah. So tell me a little bit more about your dad. I do know mm -hmm. you have a, a Gucci short film yeah. coming out. Talking yeah. a little bit, I, I would assume about the dynamic that you two have, especially yeah. when it came to basketball. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about it. It's crazy. Um, the Gucci documentary actually takes you back to where I started, you know? Mm. Literally, the streets that I played on, the parks that I played in, um, from me going through adversity with playing with the guys and how that I was treated being a female. My dad helped me, you know, and put me in situations that allowed me to be the confident lady that I am now. But um, the Gucci documentary is awesome because it shows the progression and mm. how I started versus where I am now and how to get there, especially if you're a young kid, you know, wanting to be in the WNBA or just going through any struggle. How to how do you navigate it? So So <coughs> I, I'm I'm very curious about this. What do you think is harder? Okay. <laughs> play in the WNBA <coughs> or being a content creator? Because now mm you have been transitioning into creating multitudes of different content. That's true, that's true. I really enjoy being a content creator, mm -hmm. but I think um, they both have their differences, right? And I think me going into the lane of being a content creator is so crazy because you constantly have to kind of think about what content should I be c putting out? Yeah. What does this look like to the viewers that come to my page? Um, is it giving off the right feel, the right element? Am I coming off the way I want to, to mm -hmm. come off? And that was really what stuck out to me when being a content creator. Because for me, being a WNBA player, I go to practice. I practice all the time. I play games, and it's no really thought process behind my content because it's just, it's mm -hmm. just me. But when you're doing content as a content creator, you have to show a different side of you that I didn't think I was 
I didn't really know which way to go, but now I feel like I found my lane. Yeah. For me, <coughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I'm like, oh gosh, I gotta create content. <laughs> like what? I just want to get out of bed today. I got stuff to do. I mean, shout out to Ben over there. You guys can't see him, but that's my videographer. So he shoots everything, and then Allo edits everything. So then I am a little stress free. But uh, no, I I realized over time that like depending on well not even depending it doesn't matter what your career is in entertainment or sports yeah you almost everyone has to become a content creator in some sense yeah. if you want to build and elevate your brand mm -hmm. when you made like when when did you make that decision i think i kind of made so you know going into esports mm -hmm. there was space to create right and I've seen a lot of people playing video games, and I play video games, but I'm like, how do I kind of structure it to where I reach a different audience? Mm -hmm. Because I've never tried that. You know, I've just had my basketball audience, now I have my esports audience. So I started learning about TikTok, I started learning about how to edit the right way, and the sequence settings, and all that crazy stuff that I never thought about, right? So you go from that, the eSports space, and now me being a hooper, I still wanted to do that kind of content. And I know everybody knows me as a WNBA player, but how do I broaden my reach, mm. you know? Yeah. Especially with not a lot of people saying they like to watch the WNBA. So that's where the videos of me playing guys came into, certain things I do for drills that anyone can, can watch and play, like young girls, young guys even older guys and girls learning from my videos. So that's kind of how the switch happened. So it's interesting <coughs> that you mentioned broadening because mm -hmm. everyone always says you want to niche down, you want to niche mm -hmm. down. But for you, it's like, no, I want to reach a, a wider audience group. Yeah. How has that been effective for you? It's been effective because I think, um, for example, I know a lot of hoopers that play video games mm -hmm. and I know a lot of video the people that play video games like to hoop. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of easy for me there, right? Because a lot of the hoopers that I'm like, yeah, I'm about to go home and play the game. They're like, yo, add me, what's your tag? Yeah. Um, so for me, it wasn't too big of a stretch, but when I started thinking about my brand and how I wanted to widen it, it was more so where do I want to go? And I know usually niches go crazy when you have one niche, mm -hmm. but for me, I think, intertwining both of them was very s authentic to who I am yeah. and that's why I did it that way I, I think it's the same thing for me too because yeah. it like it's kind of similar to your experience right yeah. uh, usually people will be like oh you need a niche down but for me I'm like I have different passions yeah. that together make sense and so completely niching down doesn't really do me justice yeah. and kind of my solution to that was sorry in this podcast like right. this podcast is a niche in itself yeah. but it's not limiting me in terms of the conversations the kind of people I want on the podcast yeah. and I, I felt like that was super important to do yeah. uh, do you do you ever feel like because you have a niche down do you feel like people try to fit you into a specific box <coughs> because of mm -hmm. that I think on my TikTok for example okay. um my TikTok um the one that's really went crazy is my basketball one. And now mm -hmm. because I've went crazy on my basketball one, I really do feel like only on my TikTok that I can't change over and put more things like personable mm -hmm. things or gaming. So I've created another page for that. But like Instagram, for example, I put everything on it and mm -hmm. people like it, you know, but for TikTok, because it's new and, and it is 
for niches. Yeah. I think I just stay with that niche, but for certain things, I, you know, for like Instagram or, you know, Facebook, I just kind of YouTube shorts. Like I kind of do my own thing with it and, and, um, try to reach my audience. Yeah. How have, I mean, how have people, excuse me, when people found out, obviously that you game, Yeah. (laughs) I I think that when it came to the gaming audience, I think it was a interesting transition because more athletes were starting to get into the scene and and there was already that organic relationship between basketball and gaming yeah but i'm very curious i don't think i've ever heard you talk about the latter of like how did people in the wba and how did people in the basketball world receive that seeing you helping to kind of lead the charge yeah it was kind of crazy it happened in 2019 um right before the pandemic so it's actually the year i won my championship so i remember it because i had just got my setup my friend in seattle she had a setup for twitch and i was like what's twitch She's like, you can play video games and people watch you. I'm like, no one's going to watch me play. Yeah. I play every day, though. So <laughs> I'm going to I'm a C. I'm going to take a chance because I play every day. So why not? What happened? The cool thing that happened was I start playing and letting people know that mm-hmm. was the biggest thing. I didn't I never talked about gaming. You know, I just did it on my own time. So when I started speaking about it and say, hey, I'm going to be live today. I'm going to be live on Twitch. It was crazy because the reactions were positive. For me, if um, someone came to my game, you know, I have my game and I leave. Someone might not be able to talk to me. A young kid might not be able to talk to me, and they're right there, and I just didn't hear them. So it started to be a community thing where I would tell them I'm live on Twitch, and if you were at my game, be like, hey, AP, you know, type it in the chat. Yeah. Hey, I was at your game. You had a good game. Blah, 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 blah. I like this play. And it just became a back and forth to where it was more personable than seeing me on the court because you actually could vibe with me. You could hang out with me. I would talk to the chat back. Mm -hmm. And that's when it started to really turn. And I'm like, man, I love this. I love this. Oh, I know you love it too because you be smack talking in there too. They don't always catch it on the court, but they catch it in your stream. That's so true. That's so true. (laughs) That is actually so true. (laughs) Very competitive no matter what. Esports. In real life, yeah, very competitive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that never goes away. I That's think true. I feel like gaming just <laughs> amplifies it because, like, I remember playing with you. Yeah. Don't, don't you act like you're Let's, not innocent. I am not innocent <laughs> at all. I always tell people because it's so funny when people see me in my in my streams or when yeah. I'm playing. Yeah, I'm always like, oh, Aaron, you're a little bit different. I said, yeah. listen, when I'm a broadcaster, I'm like. Hi everyone, how's it going? But when I'm on stream and gaming, I'm like, yo, I hate you, you guys suck. Like they're just like it's a different Pass person. the ball, yeah, like yeah. And then they find out they're like, oh, you're so you were you used to be an athlete. Okay, that makes that sense makes now. Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, y'all have no idea things I've said on a soccer field. I know, at right? All. I know, right? But uh, when you know, after you started doing streaming, yeah. and obviously you ended up part of the ownership group for Team Liquid, yeah. and your career in the gaming space started to progress in yeah. terms of you being known as one of the, I would say, one of the main athletes who really embraced the space. Thank you. Uh, did you ever have, like, were there any other athletes or people that came to you asking, like, hey, how do I do this Twitch thing? How do I do this? Yeah. How do I get into gaming? Because I've had people come and ask me yeah. that, too, when they found out. Yeah, actually, it was a few. I don't know if they wanted me to put their name oh, out yeah, there. Oh, no worries. So you don't I, have to so name drop. But um, they definitely came to me and was like, yo, AP, I game as well. And I was like, 
what you do <laughs> let's play and they're like i see you on twitch like can you help me start so i helped them get their you know their pc set up what to get the monitors how to set it up mm -hmm. because i remember going through that and i was like what how do i do this i do i think you i remember when we first connected i think you might have asked me questions yeah you're trying to figure it out too because yeah, it's crazy it is it's, yeah. a, and it's a lot that you know if you're a hooper, you won't know a lot of this PC stuff. And so I've definitely helped a few out. They've been on Twitch. I helped um, one with their whole Discord and making sure that I was set up. So, yeah, a lot of people have actually asked me lately. And when I especially when I first started. Yeah. Yeah, it's for some people, I mean, it can be a whole new world. It is. Because gaming has gone into different depths and new depths even beyond what we started out doing when mm -hmm. we were younger mm -hmm. and but what's great about it is that it's turned into an additional career an additional avenue for athletes yeah. because when we saw athletes it was like oh, investing in businesses and doing public speaking mm -hmm. but like gaming was never really like that additional thing that they can utilize to build their brands That's but true. you took control of that and so how has that how has gaming been such a important instrument in terms of like your career development and your brand development i think it's been i think it's been a real force you know especially around the time that i started talking about gaming and the fact that the pandemic happened mm -hmm. and we're all glued to our tvs or our pcs right and that's around the time that i started the powers up tournament right and the reason why i started that is because um the NBA 2K League has their league, right? And the first female was drafted, Shakita. And then the next year, no female was drafted. And I'm like, how do we, how do we go back in history, right? Yeah. So for me, being um, a woman in esports, a woman in you know the WNBA, we're always getting compared. What do I do to make the women in esports feel empowered and feel like this is their place? as well mm -hmm. so that's when i started the tournament and when i started the tournament just solely off of you know wanting to help that's when brands started reaching out to me i think that's when my brand was broadened because it was like yo ap really cares she really likes esports this is really like a yeah. field that she's into um and that's where it just took off from there yep you, you utilize your platform for so many different things, obviously to showcase your brand, but then you also use it to speak up on matters and empower. Yeah. And um, so I actually saw, uh, I believe you tweeted this because this is how it came on my okay. radar. So last fall, there was a story of a woman who was killed by a man because she beat him in street mm -hmm. basketball. And I, and I believe you tweeted about it. I did. How did that story impact you? And especially because you, you make content of basically beating dudes at, at basketball right right now it's just like even coming back to that story it hits my my heart it hits it hits home for me because i could have been a young girl mm -hmm. i was that young girl playing guys on the, the parking lot you know and i remember guys getting upset and how upset they could be mm -hmm. and so when i read the actual story about details what happened it touched me because it was a it was a pride thing and it could have been any one of us mm -hmm. you know and for me when i looked at the story i thought about the videos that i was currently making because i still make them but i'm currently still making them and i know how upset sometimes the guys may get still now to yeah. this day but what makes me so upset is because 
this could have been a this also could have been a future WNBA superstar. Yeah. We would never know. Her opportunity was taken away from her just because of that guy's pride. And that's the kind of world we live in and and I hate it because instead of giving her props, um, because clearly she was a good player, he decided to take her life away from her and it really hits home because I really could have been that young girl, you know, yeah. and um, I hate that that happened to her. I hate that her family even had to, I think about her family and how they had to hear about it. Because mm-hmm. that would have been the same thing for me. Someone would have came to my family's home and told my parents what happened, thinking that I'm just trying to get better every day playing with the guys. So yeah. it just hits home and it's still to me to this day. I mean, I'm like sweating under this talking about it right now yeah. because it's just very... It's an unfortunate situation. I mean, I'm sure it probably moves you in a different way, too, because I think there's two parts to it, right, where the content you're doing, it it has that aspect of it where, you Mm -hmm. know, some guys do get really upset. But then at the same time, you're showing like, hey, us WNBA players, we can ball. Yeah. Like, because there's so, I mean, let, we'll be honest, there's dudes out there who think that they can play better with y'all. And then you come and say, nah, B, like, nah, that's not what's going down. So in some ways, it's kind of like, you know, you're, 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 you're motivating other women yeah. to just go out there and kill it. Yeah. And then also, you are showing like, nah, us WNBA players can do it. Yeah. It's, it blows my mind that they, it just blows my mind that people don't take WNBA players seriously, yeah. especially like Maya Moore used to kill dudes yeah. on the court all the time. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, you having to do it now, but I'm sure there's still people who feel like they can take you on still. Oh, no, still, still. Like um, I had, I went to the court like about a week and a half ago and I stepped on the court and the first thing the guy <laughs> says was, oh, and you know, me be me. I'm like, oh, what? What's wrong? <laughs> And he's like, you're a girl. I'm going to have to take it easy on you. Literally. Oh, that's exactly what he said. And you already know. Uh, I was like, you ain't going <laughs> to have to take it easy on me. You better you better play some defense. So, of course, the first time I got the ball, I embarrassed him. And then I slapped him on the butt and said, yeah, make sure you check out next time. And <laughs> the guys were like, oh, snap. But, like, as a female, we hate going through that. Yeah. You know? We hate feeling as if, you know, Man, we're already feel like limited because we're a female. When we get yeah. on the court, that's how you guys treat us. Like, eh, whatever. Or sometimes you, they don't even let us on the court. I mean, not me. And if it's a girl around at that time, I make sure she gets on the court too. But that's just the world we live in, right? But now when I see those guys, those same guys, because I, I end up seeing this guy again. Yeah, I saw okay. him again. He came to the court and he was like, man. I didn't know you had game like that. I'm what? sorry. I ain't know. You yeah. I'm Ariel Flowers. I'm a WNBA <laughs> champion. What you mean? Look, Google me. Like, what? Yep. So it's crazy because some guys don't even show you any respect after. They're so mad and so upset. But yeah. that guy was cool. He was really he was really cool. It was really dope because he's like, man, all right, I'm about to start. I'm not going to play any girls like that. From now on, I'm going really, to really dig down and, and play some defense on them yeah. because you never know, right? So That's amazing. You're you're almost changing people's perspectives. I hope and so. in some ways, I mean, yeah, there's some people that are going to be still hard stuck in their ways, mm-hmm. but at least for like that guy, you really changed how he viewed yeah. women as, as yeah. athletes and as basketball players. Yeah. Like in my, my whole thing is even if you change one person's yeah. mind, 
that's so amazing yeah thank you thank you i appreciate that because that's what the videos are really about because you i have a lot of clips but most of the ones that make it to my Instagram or TikTok are the the jerks that are just like, just <laughs> like, oh, she's a girl, like whatever. And that's why, yep, you're going on my IG for sure. <laughs> you're like, listen, you should have done it. You should have done it. Just be quiet, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, I, I would assume that you probably have dealt with doubters in so many different yeah. shapes and forms. I mean, back when you're growing up in Detroit yeah. to then in Michigan State, than in the WNBA, like, how does it feel to constantly deal with doubters? Um, it's tough, but I feel like also, if you don't have, like, some doubters, like, what are you doing that's great, right? I feel like any person that's in any field that's doing something with their life, you're gonna have those people that are just hating on you, right? And and that's, well, that's when you know you're doing something well. And for me, um, I kind of thrive off that. And my, my teammates will tell you, like, when people get to talking smack, I'm, like, playing at my best level because I want to prove them wrong. Um, so, of course, it, it sucks a little bit, and you can't let that get to you. You can't let the comments get to you. You can't let, you know, articles or whatever get to you. You just be you, continue to um, work hard at whatever it is you're doing yeah. and, and prove everybody wrong. Yeah. yeah, or you just got to hire someone like Mike over here who tells me <laughs> to not say anything. Because there'll be times I'll be, I'm like, let me respond. And Mike's like, no, do not respond. Just for context, Mike <laughs> is my publicist. And the amount of times he's like, Aaron, don't Trust respond. Me. I get it. I, I, it's, I, I get it. You know what? But you know what it is? <laughs> it's not even that, like, I'm. I, I think part of it is like one. I mean, I like to smack talk. <laughs> I'm very too. quick. I have an older brother, so I'm quick with it. I'm I'm ready to get my rebuttal back on, right? But I think also another thing too is it's sometimes challenging to having to deal with people who want to tarnish your character mm. because of how they feel about themselves or how yeah. they view you and your success. Mm-hmm. It is sometimes hard. Oh, very. And it's like, you got to take the high route, but I ain't going to lie. Sometimes I just, listen, it's hard. hard. And you know, like, I mean, you're not that far in age. Like, I remember growing up with no social media. You said something, you said it to someone's face. You don't be on the Twitter fingers and stuff like that. But it'd be hard sometimes. Like, how how do you deal with, like, seeing the articles, seeing people tweet, seeing all this stuff, and you just have to kind of, it sucks. It's like, you kind of have to take it. Yeah, um, I've also realized, too, that some of those negative comments are just people wanting um, attention from me, yep. too. Um, and, uh, like, I, I don't – someone said something recently, like a travel or something. I was like, no, it's a rocker stuff, just explaining what the move was. And they, like, took a whole picture, put it on Twitter, and, like, tagged me, Ariel, comment it back or whatever. But every time they res- – every time they commented on me, on my anything I – Excuse me. Anytime they comment on anything I was doing, it was yeah. always negative. But when I finally yes. responded, they're like, oh, my God, she responded. So it's like sometimes it's like um, you never know what those other people are going through, too. Because sometimes I'm like, you really just sat here and wrote a whole paragraph about how you don't like me. It's a lot probably going on with, with yeah. you that I just like, why would I pay attention to that? Or user 1,500 or whatever. <laughs> it's like, it's like Yeah, it's <laughs> like at the end of the day, it's like these negative comments don't matter. 
And I think a lot of us, what we do is we focus on those negative things. And we don't remember, I might have got 700 comments that were nice or 10 that were nice and only two that were negative and you focus on that too why why do we do that why do we do that to ourselves and what i realized in growing up in social media it's like you gotta let it go and if people are not those people that are not for you you just focus on the the positive yeah i'm also a firm believer in the energy that you put out is what you receive in return and i've had to develop that mentality same one that you had where it's like maybe they're going through a bad day mm. maybe they're just not a nice person or you know like maybe they're just not and and that's okay and i think that it but it's it's hard though because it's it's, it's like you you want to when especially when someone's trying to like really tarnish your reputation mm-hmm. and you know the things they're saying you did mm-hmm. not do or mm-hmm. you're not that kind of person but it's like what's happened to me it, oh it's happened to me too right mm-hmm. mike it's happened to me a few times and it's just <laughs> Sorry, I, this is kind of like therapy for me. No, too. I get it. Um, Trust me, I get it. It's just like, you know what? I'm going to take the higher ground because you don't want to go down to that person's level because yeah. it may impact your okay. career and your yeah. brand. Because someone may be like, dang, I thought Ariel or Aaron were like this. And then they stoop to this person's level. It's hard. It's hard to yeah. balance when you're like, no, nah, I'm going to say something versus like, no, nah, I'm going to step back. It's very, it's very hard. You know, even like in free agency, I had a situation and I'm like, that is totally not true. Mm. But also, if I respond to it, it's like it didn't look good for me if I if I responded at all. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, we just let let it go and let it go as rumor t- opposed to responding. And then my brand looks bad over what? Nothing. You know, we just let it, we let it fizzle out because yeah. it will. It always does. And who you really are always comes out. You know, cream always rises to the top. I know that's like a saying, but that's true. Like, you will always eventually show whoever it is your true self. And when they see it, they're going to realize, oh, okay, this is what it was. Even if it takes some time. And showing your true self, too. You use your platform to empower um, various different people. Yeah. But I know, even from (coughs) my experience, it sometimes rubs people the wrong way uh, for the messaging that you put out. Like, so how do you deal with the fact that you're like, okay, I'm going to speak on these matters. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to trigger some people. Mm-hmm. But it's so important to speak on these things. Yeah. Um, so for me, I always go with, if it's authentic to me and I really feel some type of way about it, I'm going to speak about it, especially the platform that I have. Right? And that's why I do a lot of things with empowering women, whether it's, you know, uh, in esports or just life and anything. Mm-hmm. Um, for me... What's great about having a platform and speaking, you might hurt some people's feelings, right? But I feel like if it's authentic to you, something you truly care about, and you're helping grab someone and pull them to the top with you, right? The people that are going to be negative aren't the ones you should be focused on because they're not going to help you in this pursuit, your journey to help empower women for me. You know, they're not going to help at all. You know, we want allies in this space, but also the allies have to be open and honest and be able to listen mm-hmm. and help support. Now, if you're only being negative, I don't even want you in my circle. Yeah. Because that's not going to help anyone. No. Yeah. No, it doesn't. And also sometimes speaking out, you may be the, the, the one or very few who speaks out on it because people fear of that, right? People yep. fear backlash on social media. Yep. I know for me, 
there were various different topics I spoke out about mm-hmm. on, on esports, and mm-hmm. I, I I got my fair share of people not being happy, but it but I also feel kind of good because a lot of things that I talked about mm-hmm. are things that are like currently happening mm-hmm. that have transpired, the progress, like positive things that have happened yep. from it, and. You know, the same conversation yeah, starters, and that it, matters. And it's, and it's important. But during that time, it was just very challenging because I did also feel like I didn't get support from people that I thought I would mm-hmm. get support from mm-hmm. in terms of speaking up. But that might be because, you know, I've learned that, especially in sports, mm-hmm. not everyone can be a leader. That's very true. Okay, not everybody can be a leader. Not everyone can take the backlash of maybe saying the things that are very uncomfortable in in front of the, the group and bringing these topics up. Mm-hmm. You have those that are going to look at their friend like, yo, she just said that. But your change is happening, and change makes everyone uncomfortable. But the ones that who can grow from being uncomfortable, that's who, that's who you want to be around because you're going to be better, you know? So you might have been a conversation starter and help change. But not everyone's going to be that way. Not everyone's going to be strong enough to take the backlash. They're not. No, that's very true. And I also think, I don't know, I think my experience with being an athlete has helped me a lot with my career and everything else Mm -hmm. because kind of like you were saying, when things don't go your way. Who are you? Who are you? When things don't go your way in a match, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna take that loss? Yeah. Or are you gonna find a way to win? Yep. You know. Yep. Yep. And that's 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 the difference between being good or great. And I talk about that a lot too. You know, I'm training right now for all season, and sometimes the younger kids um, come in, and you just see them shooting, and maybe they're going like oh for five before they hit their next one. I'm like, who are you when things aren't going your way? That's the difference between being good or great. Are you trusting in your work ethic? everything you've put in the gym. You might not be hitting shots right now, but if you keep that same mentality, if it was game time and I pass you the ball, if you have that same mentality, you're not going to hit that shot. Yeah. But if you have a positive outlook and you st- – I'm going to hit the next one. I'm going to hit the next one. I'm going to give it to you for the game and you might hit it. But you have – who are you when yeah. things aren't going your way, when adversity hits? Are you going to be able to pick yourself up and stay motivated and positive, you know, so – that's the same thing in anything in life. Who are you when adversity hits, you know? So. Also, I mean, they can go watch the interviews and, and, and docs and stuff on MJ and Kobe. <laughs> I remember one interview, Kobe was like, oh, I was trash. Mm-hmm. Like, he even talked about how yeah. he was so bad at one point, mm-hmm. and then he calculated – I remember the interview, he calculated how many hours that he needed to practice in order to catch up to all the kids that were his age mm-hmm. in basketball. And it just shows you that – through repetition, through getting through those trials and tribulations, like you can become great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of getting through all that and being great, <laughs> we got to talk about your upcoming season. What are you hopeful for? Um, this season is going to be a little different for us. Um, we lost, you know, um, Sylvia Fowles. She retired. Great, great center for us. But we also gained feet. She was, um, she had a baby, a beautiful baby Aww. last season. So she'll be with us this year. And so the, our, our dynamic is going to look totally different. Yeah. Um, for me, personally, I want to be more consistent this year. Um, I didn't start off well last year. I did mm-hmm. middle and the end killed it. But I want to start off well and end well. Um, so that's personal for me, being an all-star. Mm-hmm. And then um, with our new dynamic, I really feel like we're going to be able to run up and down the floor a little bit better. 
um, I'm excited. I'm excited. Training camp is really, really, really soon, and I'm excited to get back with the girls. I see you. You over here is moving like, your feet. I'm like, I'm excited to get back man, into it. I've been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been working my butt off to extend my range and um, mm-hmm. shoot better threes, so I'm just excited to, to see all the work, you know, just yeah. like you talked about Kobe's, all the work that I've been doing in all season and see, you know, how well it progresses over to when the season starts. Oh, I'm super excited for that. Thank and you. then in addition to that, you know, what are you looking forward to when it comes to your career in gaming? Mm. Man, so for that, I mean, I noticed I know you know that fa- excuse me. I know you know that FaZe also added a Valorant team, mm-hmm. female Valorant team. I want to see just more of us yeah. in the space just just killing it, you know? Um I I love that now, and this is something we talked about a lot mm-hmm. um, back in 2000, what, 20? Mm-hmm. Was it 2020, 2021? Yeah, Just more women in the space. And now slowly, I feel like things are turning where you see, even though we already knew we were here, yeah. I feel like it's, the eyes are opening for everyone else, you know? So I want to see that more and... um yeah, that's really the only thing I'm like, <laughs> we need to we need to show that we're here and we're here and we're ready to play. You know, TL's uh, Valorant team has been kicking butt. So just not only Valorant, but just women in the esports space and being more present. So yeah. yeah, and also we can kick your butt in video games too. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Don't yeah. get it twisted, especially this one over here. No, she got it. She got it. She got it. <laughs> So you have the WNBA, you got yep. gaming, yep. you have a multitude of things. But my biggest question to you is, what do you want your legacy to be? Mm, that's a good question. So for me, how do I break this down? In the WNBA or in real life or you know sports in general, I'm doing a lot of things empowering women. Esports the same. But for me, and all my videos, the same, like you said. But for me, my legacy, I think my legacy will depend on how many people did I help on the way up. Mm. Who did I create a path for? Um, I'm, nev- I'm, n- I'm not a selfish person. My legacy is more so the opportunities I created for others, you know, and seeing others do well because of the space I made for them. Mm. So, um that's where my legacy will lie in. Helping people on the way up. That's that's the best way to be. I, I think from my experience, I've realized how helping people helps you in the sense of like it empowers you and it creates multiple opportunities and, yeah. and to genuinely help people without having expectations. That's the most that, important thing. Yes, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what I mean. Um, I think that's a big thing, and I, I feel like not a lot of people have that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, uh, hopefully things change, but that is a big thing, helping people without expectations, just to just yeah. to be a good person, just helping people because someone might need it. Yeah. Because you never know when you're going to need it. Yeah, and just helping people because you believe in them. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer that not – everything that you do in terms of helping people has to be posted on social media. There's a lot of things that I've done behind the scenes that people have no idea about that I've helped people with, but I'm not. Can you tell me one thing just because I'm curious? Uh, yeah. 
You know what? I th- he'll be fine with this one. I okay. think he'll be You don't fine have to drop one. a name. You don't have to drop a name. Just tell me um, what you did. Well, I helped a friend to get Team Liquid to sponsor his content. Ooh. I was, yeah, I, uh, I was having conversations with Team Liquid. Okay. It was during Black History Month. And they had like they had all these different concepts and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and when I was talking to them, I was saying, hey, the best thing that you can do is instead of having it be your guys' own content network, I said, why don't you already just support the ones that are already out there? Mm-hmm. Instead of bringing someone onto your network, I think it's actually more helpful and fruitful okay. if you help to support someone who's already built up their platform. So I connected my friend with them, mm-hmm. and they sponsored his uh, content series. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I guess I should snap because we got mics. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. So I, 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 I'm that kind of person That's where I'll, I'll utilize the relationships that I have, especially mm-hmm. for people who treat me with such kindness and care, despite mm-hmm. what I do for a career. Mm-hmm. And I do a lot of like help behind the scenes in terms of my relationships, mm-hmm. connecting people, helping to support people. Yeah. Uh, and, but that's something that I never, I don't really, this is the first time I'm actually even talking about yeah. that because I'm the kind of person, I don't feel like helping people has to be posted all yeah. over social media yeah. for everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like it. I like it. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, I remember, I was like, oh yeah, the <laughs> Team Liquid one. I can bring that one up. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, what about you? What's 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 um, what's one thing like you did that you helped someone that maybe no one really knows about? You don't I wasn't have to name even, drop either. I wasn't even thinking esports. I was just thinking randomly. Just that's who I am. I, I remember one day um, I was in a grocery store and I was behind this lady, and she had a whole bunch of groceries, but she ended up getting paid for them. And I just paid for them. It was like mm. probably like a good amount. I'm not gonna say the amount, but it was a good amount. And she yeah. was like, "Thank you, thank you." And I'm like, "No worries." Like. You know, you never know. And she she cried right there on the spot. And you never know what someone's going yeah. through. And um, I'm glad I was the person behind. But I wasn't even thinking esports. I was just thinking that's just that's just who I am. And yeah, I mean, I not even I was taught. Yeah, yeah, not even just esports. I think that it's just like in in any facet, right? Yeah. Like just going on your way and help people, and yeah. not even like thinking a second about it. No, yeah, and I, I'm the same way. If someone needs help, if yeah. someone needs some assistance, like. I'm gonna do it. Right? Yeah, and I didn't like the f- you know the way she you know, you know looked on her face. I'm like, nah, don't even worry about it. We yeah. got it. Like, come on. Like, how much is it? Let's go. She's like, wait, what? I'm like, don't even worry about. It. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah. So it was just like that's just how I am, and I feel like um, that's how I just want to be in every space I am in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it's esports, whether it's the league stuff I do, um, basketball. But yeah, so yeah, empowering and giving back. Those yeah. are two two great mottos and way to live your life Thank and you. i like to always finish the podcast with this one question Uh-oh. because Uh-oh. oh no it's a good one it's a good one okay what is one real gem that you would like the audience to take away from today's episode Ooh. that one advice that you would like them to leave with Ooh. take your time okay that's, i can take my time that's okay. what editing is for <laughs> <laughs> one gem let me think I feel like I want to touch on what we just talked about. Um, Go with whatever your heart feels. You know? <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I think one gem that I want anyone who's watching to take away from this today's episode, it would be 
coughing at words. So sorry. <laughs> I had it. Take your time. Um, okay, I feel like, okay. I feel like, excuse me, one gym that I want everyone that's watching this podcast to take is that to be a leader, you actually do, you don't have to be the loudest in the room, mm. right? To be a leader, it's more than always having to speak up. What are you doing for others? How are you helping others? Um, and that's in any space. You don't have to be in the WNBA like m- myself. You don't have to be in esports like like E. But what are you doing to help the next person? And in that way, you can lead. You know, if it does cause you to have to be um, someone that speaks up about the topic and you really, really feel as if you need to, don't close your mouth. Say something because you never know who else in that room is feeling the same way, but feels like they don't have a voice. So that's a great one. You can lead by being vocal, lead by actions, and you can lead in in other different ways uh, as a whole. Well, Mm -hmm. Ariel, thank you so much for joining us today. And good luck on your season. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and thank you to all of the viewers for tuning in. Make sure you tune into next week's episode. We have a great guest joining us. Let me know in the comments section, what is one real gem that you would like to drop for everyone else to check out? Once again, my name is Erin Ashley Simon, and thank you for tuning into Real Gems. That was great. Woo! You killed it. I don't know how you remember the question so well. Uh, That is like a gift.